Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a December 31st, New Year's Eve edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, for the day, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. What is up? It is the last show of 2016. Thank you for listening to us for the last six months or so. We started this podcast in July, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you, David Locke, for having me host this great podcast. Uh, well, I, I I hope you think it's great. Obviously, had had some ups and downs. It's a new thing for me, learning how to podcast this many times a week. A lot of times, doing it with just just you listening here. And uh, I definitely have had some stumbles. Uh, definitely have had some some ticks. Things that we're picking up. We've had some trying to get trying to be more consistent trying to be better in 2017 thank you for listening we promise to continue to improve this show at least i promise that to continue to improve locked on blazers and thank you for listening so just a a, a 27 2016 end of the year message thanking you for for listening to this show uh and and stopping by being regular listeners and uh making this show what it is we're we're kind of creating our own vibe we're still finding ourselves i think at least i think i am still finding myself with this show and uh, i hope it's still hitting the right notes and thank you for being patient with us and thanks for listening and and coming along for the ride it's been a rough one so far this season for the trailblazers and the last game of 2016 of the 2016 year ended uh the way the last part of 2016 has gone it ended poorly. The Blazers lose without Damian Lillard. Once again, they lose to the Spurs last night in San Antonio. First game of a three-game road trip, 110-94. Uh, the Spurs got behind early. Portland did uh, a superb job in the first quarter, making shots and jumping out to a good lead. They played pretty solid defense as well. Shabazz Napier scored I want to say eight straight points at the end of the first quarter and really helped the Blazers get into good position to win the game. But ultimately the Spurs were just methodical and the third quarter, they really blew things open and really the second half, they just, the Blazers just didn't really have it at all. And Portland was much more aggressive defensively. They went to some of the more aggressive trapping stuff that we saw against Toronto where 
they would trap Patty. They trapped Patty Mills a lot last night when he would come off screens. A guy who's killed the Blazers, Mills still, you know, he, he didn't have as good of a game a, a, as he has had recently against the Blazers. Still a plus twenty seven on the night, Patty Mills, but. Uh, he scored only six points, and I think a lot of that was because Portland was forcing the ball from his hands, and fortunately for Portland, Jonathan Simmons had a monster night off the bench for the Spurs, as did Manu Ginobili. Simmons had 19 points in 30 minutes. Uh, really was a problem for the Blazers all night on the wing. His athleticism is, is trouble, and he, he's just he, he's really he's a really fun player, Jonathan Simmons. And Manu Ginobili, uh, the veteran, 14.7 rebounds in 17 minutes, super efficient, shot 50% from the field, 2-5 from 3, just classic stuff. And and then Danny Green was doing good Danny Green stuff. It was uh, He had six three-pointers. So it, it was really tough for Portland to – to contend with that, even though Kawhi Leonard didn't play, they uh, it was the Spurs are still the Spurs, and, and and especially in the regular season, they can really they can really take care of you easily. You can get out of a game real real soon. So uh, though the 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 Spurs didn't have their best player, Portland didn't have theirs, and uh, it seems like the Spurs are, are just a little bit better than the Blazers. <laughs> Uh, 27 and six San Antonio, by the way, the Spurs who I did not think were going to be that good of a team. I still, I still have my, I still, they're definitely in their own tier. They're not golden state or Cleveland level, but, uh, they're still a very good team who will probably win 60 some games this season. And, uh, they played like it last night in Portland after a great start, really just faded. CJ McCollum had a really solid game, 10 of 19 from the field, 29 points, one assist, probably a byproduct though. Uh, the the low assist number is probably more a byproduct of the fact that the Blazers didn't shoot very well from three as a team. They only shot thirty percent. They were six of twenty from deep. Uh, the Spurs did a very good job of uh, of closing off the three point line and holding the Blazers to only twenty three point attempts. But Portland didn't make enough when. They got their chances to, to, to make it an interesting game. Uh, another thing that you can't have when you don't have Damian Lillard is a bad Evan Turner night, and the Blazers got one of those. Turner was 3 of 11 from the field. He got to the line once, didn't really didn't really have uh, the impact that he needed to if Portland's going to win without Damian Lillard in the lineup. They need Turner to be... You know, their number two offensive guy on the perimeter and he he just didn't he he wasn't effective enough last night to get the win Harkless had a a solid game and Aminu uh showing signs of life but still the jumper uh not looking great uh and and the big man rotation still is, is just they went back to more Ed Davis last night they didn't play Vonley as much Vonley only played nine minutes uh and Myers Leonard and Ed Davis both played 13 minutes. They've been playing Connaughton a lot more now that it, while Lillard has been out, but and that's not a big man thing. That was a little bit of a tangent. Uh, excuse me. I, I I figured Ed Davis would play more in this game because it, the Spurs are a more traditional team, but uh, he still wasn't very effective, and it it just continues to be really frustrating the season that he is having 
Uh, I've talked about it a lot on this podcast that his production just hasn't been the same. Even when he's been out on the court, it's it's been a really weird thing to see happen because it 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 seems like as he's disappeared, the Blazers' ability to rebound has also disappeared. But then he also, when he's out there, when he's out there, he's not really bringing that rebounding in the same way. There's, st- I think, they're a better rebounding team, but he's also just not as effective as he once was, and so it puts you in a weird predicament because you can't just give up on rebounding. And the switching, the, the the more aggressive defense may make it so that you want to play Ed more because he's more mobile than, say, a Myers Leonard. But right now, with Lillard, with Lillard out, you got to have Myers Leonard on the court at times because you have to figure out ways to, to score with Lillard without Lillard. And that's scoring has been hard for the Blazers. Uh, in the three games that they haven't had Lillard. So the, the big man situation is extremely, it, it's been a mess all season because Davis hasn't played up to his capabilities. Myers Leonard hasn't improved that much. And Vonley looks like he's improved, but his improvement isn't really helping the team. So you have all these things going on. And then you mix in the Dame injury that, now you may have to prioritize offense even more, even though you're still trying to get right as a defensive team. I, I don't admire the situation that Terry Stotts is in right now because it it, it, it seems like a, it's a little bit of a quagmire because you damned if you do, you damned if you don't with all these big men. And and, and the, all of them have issues and it seems like there there's something that's always, there, there's something else that you always have to cover up for and it seems like the Blazers just aren't able to cover up enough of their uh, bad spots. And, and last night, uh, they the Spurs are, are methodical, they're clinical. But it, it was just another example, though, of this team really being unable to, to stop the bleeding sometimes. Last night, the way they got manhandled on the boards was just absurd and 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 the Spurs the shot 50% sure but and and they they have a big team and they have big guys I mean Dwayne Dedman the, the from Orlando they've turned him him into a nice player and then obviously Pau Gasol LaMarcus Aldridge all you know both very solid players uh you know both all-star caliber players when they're at the, when they're healthy and 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 then it but the but the Blazers just didn't get beat def- on the on the glass like this regularly last year, and and this is where I, I I've talked uh, the past week or so after after that Spurs loss at home on the twenty third about how I don't I don't want to compare too much to last season, and this is the type of stuff that we didn't see last season. So this is the type of stuff that has me a little bit worried that this team may even make the playoffs and they're not in, uh, they're they're not in a impossible position they were in this position last year as as everyone has noted but th- the way they got beaten on the glass last night by by the Spurs 48 to 25 is just the type of stuff that I don't think we saw last year and that's concerning and I don't know what's what's wrong I don't know if maybe they just got better bounces last year who knows but it, it, it's a very 
weird situation and and it's a quagmire I, I i think that's a good word to describe the situation with the big man the situation with the rebounding uh they improved for a little bit but they're still not they're still a bottom bottom 10 rebounding team closer to you know closer to bottom five than you would want and they they really uh were, were, were just so much better last year J- just for reference last year at this time of the season uh, I wanted to do a little research because I wanted to illustrate the ways in which I do not think this team is like last year's team. And for us to expect them to reel off and tear off a bunch of wins uh, when things get home may be a little unfair. And I know that I have uh, voiced that I think getting at home, getting more games at home will, will help this team. And I still think that is true. But for instance, last year at this time, 35 games into the season at the end of 2015 when they were starting to work their way into the team that they became at the end of last season that made the playoffs and played the Warriors. They were sixth in the NBA in total rebounding at this time last season. So that's that's one thing uh, about about this year that is that is different. And this year they are almost a completely inverted position. They are in they are 24th overall in rebounding, I believe. Maybe 25th. They're they're bottom 6. Let's just they were a top 6 rebounding team last season and now they're a bottom 6 rebounding team at the exact same point in the season, 35 games in, and that to me is a sign that this turnaround isn't isn't just going to happen. This team has to figure something out with how to get rebounds because they can't get a rebound. The, the game against Toronto was another example of this team's weird allergy when it comes to rebounding. They got a bunch of missed shots down the stretch. Their defense was much more aggressive and in better positions. And yet, the Raptors would get third, second, third possessions on the Blazers. And it would it, 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 that has an incredible mental effect on the defense because it's so disheartening to work 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 and and it's it's right near you it's right in your within your grasp and you can't get it and the Blazers this season have been plagued by that they're a bottom six rebounding team at this time last year they were not and uh another thing that I I I, the rebounding definitely factors into this but the net rating of the Blazers right now is just not reflective of a team that you would think is going to make a, a, a leap here soon. They have had some bad luck in close games, no doubt, and 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 maybe they get that back down the stretch, and 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 that's that can definitely be uh, something here. But their net rating overall, which is typically a more uh, a statistic that when it comes to basketball is more indicative of predicting a team's success or measuring a team's success rather than the win-loss record because win win-loss records can be affected a lot by luck and 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 so the net rating is just the difference between their offense and their defense overall measured out on you know per possession basis net rating you know this and uh right now Portland's net rating is a bottom 10 net rating they're they're 20th in the league in net rating and at this time last year, they were, I think, 16th uh, in the league. So they were a little bit better, and they were in a little bit better position at this time last year than 
or they're they're in a little bit better position at this time last year than they are right now. And the signs of what a, a good team is, the the indicators of what uh, 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 of of success are not indicating that the Blazers are going to be successful in the future. Uh, a story that may bring a little comfort or could bring a little comfort is, is that Memphis was in a, a, a much worse position or a, a similar position at this time last year, at least with their net rating as the Blazers were. And they were able to win games Things got right, and they they righted the ship and, and and made the playoffs, even though they had a whole bunch of injuries and and stuff was crazy. But the Blazers, I I don't know if this is if this team really is is going to get there because uh, they're not rebounding the ball well, which is is something that they did last year, and clearly something that. Uh, can't be taken for granted because they have lost several games this year with their inability to grab a rebound at the end. And then the, the, the overall point differential is, is not where they even were last year. They, they're, they're in a worse position with regards to the rest of the league in terms of the net rating last year. I remember one of the things with the Blazers is that they would, either win impressively or they would lose spec in spectacular ways. But their overall numbers were really good. And we were talking about, oh, they just, they can't, they just can't finish games. They're blowing leads all the time. Well, at least last year they had leads. They don't have any leads to blow anymore. So this is, is a really weird time for this team. And they've got to figure it out because it's the same team that rebounded the ball well that played relatively consistently or they were relatively consistent in a lot of fundamental areas that they're just not consistent in. And Kevin Pelton, a friend of the show, friend of the Lockdown Network, wrote uh, this past week that Portland's got to write the ship before they start, before uh, uh, you can really think about making trades or anything that's going to make this team better because the way they're playing right now is just so bad, uh, and and it hasn't helped that Lillard has been out. Uh, their offense, especially, has has been has faltered a little bit, but they have got to figure out the fundamentals, and it's not just the the pick and roll defense because they 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 are changing that. They're it looks what like what they're doing is their strategy is if. You can score thirty points on us. We're gonna double you. We're gonna take the ball out of your hands, and and, and I think that's a great strategy. They they're clearly aggressive on Mills yesterday, and they were aggressive against the Toronto guys. So I think we're gonna continue to see aggression like that against Zach Levine, against Wiggins, uh, for Minnesota, and and then against Golden State's guys. They're gonna, I'm sure they're gonna do what they can because that that's just a no win situation. But Whatever, they are not going to get anywhere unless they figure out the fundamentals and they still haven't figured them out. So if if you were to ask me right now at the end of 2016, do I think the Blazers make the playoffs? Right now I say no. And and that's, and that's listen, I'm taking an L because I thought this team was going to be good. 
But as the information that we have at this point, nothing has has led us to believe that this team is going to make the playoffs. And I I, I, I think they really could miss it. And it's that that's not a good thing. I mean, sure, a, a draft pick adding a little extra talent in the long run sounds great, but it, it could be a little devastating to the psyche of the team to not make the playoffs. So, and, and, and thus far, they haven't done anything to prove to me that they're going to make the playoffs. Right now, it, it Minnesota, to me, even though they have, they're way behind in the standings, to me, Minnesota, the indicators on Minnesota, their defense has been bad too, but at least the indicators on Minnesota with regards to their net rating and, and things like that are a little bit better. They're a little bit brighter. And so I, I, I the Minnesota game is going to be big all of a sudden now if Portland wants to fight them off. And Minnesota's had their own troubles this year too. They haven't respond. They haven't really taken to Tibbs's defensive system yet. They're not executing it well. They're a young team, and that's sometimes that happens with young teams. And uh, maybe a lot of us expected a little too much from the Timberwolves. But if you look at this, if you look at you know numbers like point differential, like net rating, they look like they're in a better spot to potentially make the playoffs than the Blazers do right now. And, 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 and that's, that's a concern. I, I, I really do. I really think that. And so it's a long season, not even halfway done yet, but we're almost at the halfway point. And when you look at the indicators, you look at the way the team has played right now. I don't, I don't, I don't see this team getting in based off how they've played. And that's, it's really weird. It's not, it's not good when you spend as much money as this team did in the offseason to to bring this to make this team happen. And yeah, it, 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 it's a really interesting uh, finish to the year. Uh, very different end to 2016, in my opinion, than uh, the end of 2015. And the end of 2016 has not given me reason to believe this team's going to make the playoffs. And so, uh, no, it, it would not be a good thing. Uh, Dave Deckard uh, from Blazers Edge wrote that this week, and and I, I agree with him that on, on the whole, especially for this team that had aspirations, talking about winning now, talking about conference finals, talking about MVP earlier in the season, it would be a bad look for everybody if they don't make the playoffs. And so this team definitely wants to make the playoffs, so they definitely will try I just don't, I haven't seen it yet. And so, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting time for the Blazers. They play tomorrow, New Year's Day in Minnesota. Big game now, suddenly, that Timberwolves game. So, uh, yeah, we'll be watching. We'll be keeping tabs on the developments of this team in 2017, hopefully beyond. And uh, we will keep you abreast of everything that's going on and we'll, we'll let you know how they're doing and if things are going to improve or if things are improving we don't know if they're going to but if this team starts to make changes and we will definitely commend them for it but uh as of right now 35 games into the season end of 2016 i don't think the blazers are going to make the playoffs so uh with that uh thank you for listening to locked on blazers part of the locked on podcast network please keep listening Tell your friends. We'd always love to have some more folks tuning in. And uh, tell your friends. Leave a five-star review. If you listen to us on FanRag Sports, 
Really appreciate that. Maybe give us a subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. Five-star review would be fantastic. Uh, and we will keep on bringing you all the good stuff that you love. So stay locked on, Blazers. More guests, more games, more fun, more basketball, more NBA. Locked on, Blazers. Right here. We'll see you in 2017.